What's up, everybody? Stuart Anderson here for episode 15, We Dwell a Podcast. We're so excited to introduce our guest. TJ Eisenhart joined us through fate. Chip connected with TJ, and he graciously accepted to spend an hour with us talking uh, about his future, his philosophy, and his vibes. We're just so grateful for TJ, a local legend here. Grateful to be with him and connect with him. And uh, hopefully we look forward to doing lots more collaboration with him as he's going to be at gravel rides and events uh, throughout Utah and throughout the year. So huge shout out to TJ and uh, the time spent with him. Grateful to, to meet him. Hopefully you learn a lot from him. A uh, lot of, of great insights into how he thinks and how he lives and how he approaches cycling. So uh, enjoy the episode and uh, all our thanks to TJ. Thanks. All right, welcome to the Midwele podcast. Stuart here with uh, Spencer Chipping. We're so excited to have, uh, I mean, dude, local Utah hero, in my opinion, TJ Eisenhart is with us. Um, if you're on the YouTube channel, you can see TJ smiling, dude. We're well, we're so excited <laughs> to have you. Welcome. Yeah, man, really appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, it's great, great being on here. And like I said, just being able to, you know, chat with you guys. So if you, uh, if you don't know TJ, I mean, I've got a short introduction that will include you being an idiot for not knowing who TJ is. Just kidding. <laughs> We're going to be nice. Um, I mean, I watched TJ. I mean, my favorite was watching you in Tour Utah, obviously. Uh, so fun seeing you there and being our local um, hero, kind of us watching you and, and cheering you on. It was one of my favorite Tour Utah years. Um, so seventh place that year we watched you at, at tour utah and then um one of my most favorite things was that podcast you did with lance uh from your breakaway at the colorado classic like so fun to hear you talk about that day and 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 your opportunity to to be in that position but um tj's down in in ivan's right i mean santa clara is that where you are yeah uh st george ivan's uh down here in southern utah and uh yeah i just love it it's great for you know always being outside and being in, enjoying the good weather and so yeah i love it nice and then i've got you uh you had your your beautiful daughter which i've watched on uh social media born july 2019 congratulations very cool to have a daughter yeah man it's it, it's been the greatest journey i was just talking to one of my friends who actually married me uh today i found saw him out riding and you know, he was just talking about Nirvana and uh, we were just talking about how great it is just to be a father and be going through these stages and be, you know, just flowing with it in life. And it's really fun how as a dad, I feel like now I'm starting to get more and more into like my stage of it all with her being at this age of where she's doing like swim lessons. She's able to kind of <laughs> I'm able to throw her on the front of my bike and go ride some single track with her and really introduce her and to uh, help her grow and learn and give her all these tools and you can just see how much she's learning and how fun it is and it, it's just so cool how I mean like I said you're growing every single day it's never the same pattern or rhythm you might feel like one week you got it down and you're like all right yeah I'm growing and then next thing you know she's growing and doing something else or knows how to open doors and <laughs> so it's just it's awesome I dig it it's the coolest the coolest thing I've ever done in my life yeah, man. 
Hey, you're preaching to the choir. Chip's That's got right. five kids. He's That's like, right. oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if I love it that much, man. <laughs> we'll see about I'm just that. Kidding. We'll yeah, see about exactly. that, TJ. Yep. You might pass no, I, Yeah, You're no, still I, young. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's that's the that's the beauty is hopefully you know by the time we're 40 me and my wife we're clean living you know and, uh just enjoying life i can't yeah. love i i love it so uh but yeah no we're stoked just with one right now five would be a little crazy for me mm-hmm. yep it is <laughs> hey well spence maybe you could share um how you guys connected how did you and tj yeah connect? absolutely yeah. um you know i i'm uh interested in in tj's podcast and and we're going to get into that uh in a little bit um i connected with uh tj regarding his his podcast and um you know i uh tj and i actually connected on the business scene in uh in linkedin and started talking a little bit about um some opportunities and so i said to tj you have uh, you have a fan base here in Salt Lake City in the Meadwelly cycling <laughs> team. So it would be an honor if uh, we could touch base with you and, and, and host you on our podcast. And, and TJ was gracious enough and got right back and said, hey, let's do it. So um, best case scenario in all of this, some of us are racing TJ this weekend at team camp down in, uh, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> in St. George. Um, no, you know, uh, TJ is one, one way that we want to kick this off a little bit is talk about it in that same vein, your, your racing and your history in cycling has kind of launched you into a lot of different opportunities um, in, in where you are today. And it's really cool how this is our perspective. You see a cyclist be a cyclist and when their, when their career ends, so do they. Well, (laughs) with TJ, we have seen his cycling career go. And then, uh, suddenly from there, it blossoms into everything else and all of your other ventures that you are doing. So share with us, like, how um, share with us that transition and how you feel like it has just kind of catapulted you into these different opportunities that, that you have now. Yeah, it's uh, it's super cool when I look back now or when I'll meditate and think about maybe my roadmap or my blueprint, what's how I've gotten to where I am today, because where I am today is, dreaming it's just incredible i'm with all my dream sponsors all my dream life like it's just great you know i mean yeah there's ups and downs but it's it's great and like you said i everyone knew me for starting off in cycling uh kind of like i guess like local you know junior legend at rmr had fun with that went and uh then was in the you know kind of doing a lot of national stuff national team then moving to europe and signed for BMC and then moved to Europe and was racing in Europe and for like four years and then signed for George Hincapie's team. And during that whole time and during my whole time of racing, you know, I would always wanted it to connect more, you know, that, but I was always kind of felt like I was fighting this, this frequency or, and really what it was like, even though it felt like I was fighting it, it was actually me just not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, it took me a while. My dad actually had to say that to me. He's like, no, man, you didn't, you didn't fail at this or do this. It, you just never were fulfilled. Like you would just need more than the, you know, the average and you need more than just training and racing. Like I did that. I raced, I trained, I got to, you know, those levels I did, you know, my go biggest goal one, ever since I was a junior was to race toward Utah, you know, and then I did that and I got, you know, the best young rider Jersey and six overall and <laughs> played there. And I played every year at that race, you know, and I always did a show and always had fun, but always kind of, I think now when I look back in my mind, it was like, I always knew that it was setting up for something bigger and more because I was always thinking about the next, the next stage, which is actually my podcast, but the next stage of what's after cycling, because you just, when you're racing at in cycling at that high level, you, it, it could be gone in a year. It could be gone tomorrow because unlike any other sport, there's no really, you know, insurance or reliability towards yeah. it, you know? And it, so it could be like a team could be going away or you could be crashing in a race tomorrow and be done with your cycling career. And then what do you have? And so I've always kind of just, with even if I didn't even know back then I was just kind of putting these pieces together so that when it did come time for me to finally like step away I knew I had already built like a steady platform and that platform that I had built I called it imaginary collective and so it's imaginary collective because to me it was just this imaginary thing that I didn't even know what it was going to be fully at. uh and I wanted it to be this kind of collective of things or growth and you know then it just blossomed into like i said this cool gravel project with one of my best friends and it allowed me to you know partner up with santa cruz monster pirelli all the you know all these brands that you dream about as a child and now you're you know <laughs> doing it and so uh it's pretty I, like i said it's just super i don't know what, really how that transition you know i think like I said, I just always in the back of my mind had this idea of the exit and just knew that it, as it got closer, you could feel it. Like during the year of 2019, I could feel that th that was going to be my final year. Like I knew in January, I was like, this is not for me. Like I knew my daughter was, my wife was pregnant. So I knew I didn't want to be in Europe anymore. I knew I didn't want to be racing on the road all the time. And also the biggest thing was I didn't want anybody else controlling my income mm -hmm. and like that I, i'm a major believer in that like now is that like i don't let anybody you know oh yeah you know like just because with cycling like i said you could have a two-year deal signed and then the next year they lose a sponsor right. so then that two-year deal you had got cut in half you know and it's like when that happened and you're like well i didn't even do anything then it was like well I'm, I'm not going to ever let that happen to me again where somebody slips up because that was somebody else's fault. And that wasn't my fault. And for me, I'm like, I'll always take responsibility. I'll always take the blame. I'll always do what I need to do, you know, in order to just get it done. And it was like, man, no, you know, I'm, I'm just willing to do that. And if you're willing to do that and to willing to fail and which I was, I was willing to like be at zero and not get paid to be able to make it and have my freedom and have my base. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's what it's just allowed me to blossom into what I am now. And it's incredible. Like I just, yeah, super blessed, super grateful. And 
uh you know it's it's five <laughs> yeah it's, it's sorry it's just incredible so that's cool <laughs> hey um tj is this like your philosophy on 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 life on racing i love to hear it um is that self-learned self-taught or or was this like from parents friends a culture of cycling like where where did you create this idea like that you follow this idea of what, like uh, imaginary collective or how I want to ride? Yeah, I mean, that you that, control. Yeah, that you control versus, it. I mean, yeah. everything that I just because I, because I'm an artist, and uh, you know, it's really anybody. That's when I look at it. It's it's funny because anybody could be doing it, but that's what makes an artist an artist is we're willing to actually do it, and we're willing to see that what who we are is special like that you're special you know what i mean like we there's nothing more special than you so like me just riding my bike is me doing it in a way that i ride therefore it's an art form therefore it's a style therefore you can create something off that style and that art form what how do you like to ride and a lot of times we're always just looking at what are they selling you? What are the pros wearing? What are they, what's the fastest? But you're not thinking about actually how you feel and how you want to feel and how you want to be this expression. And for me, I just applied how I do my art to my cycling and realized it hit me one day in 2019 when I was like, yeah, I can for sure do this because it just felt like, well, why can't, why is one way of racing a style of pro and the like it didn't make sense to me, you know? And for me, it was like, I had this following, I had the connections and I just wanted to show that, you know, I'm just being an artist, but yet on a bike, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not trying to, like I said, early on with imaginary collective, we were never about the results. We're never about, you know, coming in and targeting these races because my whole philosophy on that was once you win the race, what what's next just come back next year and win it again right <laughs> like i mean that's great i'm not trying to you know bash on anybody because i know that takes the dedication and hard work and it's sacrifice and this but to me that's just it what it is it's just then a skill set doing that and i wanted to create art and you know i didn't leave you know road racing to just come into another section to do the same to pursue glory that i couldn't in road racing yeah, you know, it's like if I wanted to continue racing road, I could have done that no problem. Hmm. But I didn't. I chose to come over to gravel, and I made a point to tell people I'm not targeting any races. I'm really targeting capturing the aesthetic of what you know gravel is, what imaginary collective is, who I am, you know. And then the more I've realized through meditation, and the more work that I've done through self you know, like, like I said, going through inside yourself and looking at who you are, what makes you special, what makes you great, what makes you awesome. You know, once you find those things and a lot of people are afraid to look for those, but once you find those things, then you can apply that to everything. And, you know, you just then are creating your own section and it's like, people are drawn to it without, you know, it's like you said, like, what is this art? What is this style of writing that you have? And it's like, man, it's not, e I just created it, you yeah. know? And that's the same thing with my art is you could ask, well, what it, it, I just created it. And that's the same thing. And that's, 
you know, but a lot of people, it takes a lot of vulnerability to tell a company straight up, like, yo, we're not targeting a win. You know, that takes a lot of balls. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody said that like yeah. to a big, big sponsor. <laughs> and I, I did, I told them we weren't, I told, and even the ideas I still tell them, you know, but Hey, I want to do this. I want to do this. It still is just like pushing the boundaries above what people view as gravel or cycling, because the issue now is that gravel has now gotten its own like vibe and aesthetic <laughs> when it's not, it's just a form of creation, you know? Right. And that's, you know, like there's pro racing and that's a style, but then gravel is this place where people from every, every unique, you know, corner of this world can come out and be riding it in a costume, be riding it on a fixed gear, be, you know, like everyone can be at that start line, you mm -hmm. know? And so it makes it super cool. And this really cool melting pot where any creation or can come to life. And like I said, to then start labeling it as like, all right, now, we got to If you're going to ride the gravel bike, you got to wear your flannel you got to do this. Right. You got to do this. All right. You got to play country music. Now when you do a gravel, uh, video, video or you got to right. like, it's, and to me, I have these ideas that I can't wait to, you know, perf perform on basically that will make just the, the cycling kind of scene be like, or the cycling world be like, what, you know, what yeah. do I just watch? Like, what was that? And, you know, I just want people to look at something as art, you know, like you don't have to create this gravel video to tell people why you're doing gravel, you know, just mm -hmm. create art, just create art. And but stay on that's just my goal. Um, the, the transition from road racing over to gravel and, and you mentioned kind of a melting pot, um, I know, I know exactly what you're saying that it has, it's opened up a whole new, um, everyone. Community. Come, yeah. A whole new community. What was it that interested you in the, in the change? Um, just the freedom, the pure uh -huh. freedom. There's no governing body. There's no like official teams. There's no like, you know, you show up to an event and there's no just rules. It's just yeah. people having fun on bikes. And I remember showing up to Dirty Cans uh, and the night before I was kicking it with uh, Finney and we were talking all about all about this. And I was like, he was like, man, what, what, what are your plan? What are you going to do? And I was like, man, I'll tell you what I do if I have the resources or like the, 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 the like I would tell you what I'll do. And so I told him all about this dream of this gravel vibe, doing this st stuff, do it how I want. And uh, we did Dirty Cans of the next day. Super awesome. Really like crazy cool buzz. And then a week later, Finney messages me and he's like, yo, dude, I'm in. And I'm like, okay, like if you're willing to give up your million dollar contract. And that's then because of his support, because he was my best man at my wedding. Mm -hmm. and so we're real close. And so to know that, like, all right, this was something we worked on at the beginning together. And we'd pass, we'd email back and forth, back and forth these notes on how to, what would the name, growth, like sponsors to look for, people to grow. And even though it's not what we, like, what we wrote up and like 
eventually we, we were like, nah, let's not do it together. It, it turned into actually something better, you know, for me. And it's more personalized around me. And it, like I said, it's, I see it as like, oh, it's my art form, but for the bike, you know, and uh, it's just super, super special to be, I think, a part of this community and which is like just, again, a gravel cycling community mm -hmm. where, you know, if you see somebody out on the road, you just wave, you know, or yeah. see somebody at a race, talk to them. You know, again, people just, I think that's what's cool. Whereas compared to at a local crit, it's like <laughs> people are all, fumed up and pissed yeah. off and uh -huh. complaining to the officials <laughs> complaining that they think they got six instead of you know eighth or tenth yeah. instead of <laughs> you know and it's like man you didn't win so who cares uh, -huh. uh but uh yeah yeah you know uh one thing that i think is cool tj is is the art component with cycling you've taken two things that you love you've most people are not able to take the things that they love and kind of meld them into one and some examples, some cool examples, uh, you know, as we follow you on social, it's fun to watch like frames that you paint and then are purchased as large donations to uh, local Indeed. community. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, what's the what is the future of painting frames and and can we get excited about buying some tj uh customized frames in the future um, uh any, anybody <laughs> can always hit me up uh to if they wanted me to paint their frame uh you know but for the most part everything for me is always in the moment so it's not like i'm pretty much you know like hey i need a frame this year to paint it's it's like i did that last year maybe i give it some breathing room and focus on something else this year you know and mm -hmm. uh like for the moment i'm booked up with my art till may you know and uh it's like doing just a couple just some commissions doing some mural doing a mural down here uh and it's yeah it's just about kind of growing with that and you know again i just let my art kind of speak for itself and if you know, a company approaches me or I approach one of my sponsors and have an idea, but I, if I don't have an idea at the moment, then I don't have an idea at the moment, you know? And it's like, I, I think it's just best to let things come with their, their right time and moment, you know? Cause I also understand that like last year was a crazy year. And so a lot of people are still trying to catch up on that. And I might be already in 2060, but they're still in 2020, you know? And so it's like, yeah, you just have to pull the brakes on some thoughts or some ideas, write them down. And it's funny. Like, I think every day, like I get so excited with the thought of process of where I'll be as an artist. And even with the imaginary collective or as a cyclist in 10, 20 years, you know, because I just see the art that I've created and the foundation I've built in just these last couple of years, you know, and where I was originally taking a piece and selling it for two to 500. Now those pieces are selling for five to 6,000, you know? And so I can't wait to see where I just take that and elevate things and grow. And, you know, even when I think about subject matter of creating, you know, I have a lot of subject matter and ideas that I want to create uh, for pieces of art 
but I know I'm not at that at that level yet or in that place yet. But I know I have those ideas. And as I grow or know, like, all right, now is the time to perform on that idea than I do. But uh, I just kind of let it run its course. And, you know, like I said, if uh, I want to do something custom, but for the most part, it's just kind of seeing how it goes. Nice. Yeah. You know, one thing I read, TJ, which I love that kind of goes along with this is when you said that hopefully one day when you look at your daughter, you'll say, hey, follow your dreams. And then she'll be like, well, yeah, that's like, that's what you did. I mean, you did, I mean, it's what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, where do you, did you get that courage from cycling or is that, I mean, where oh. do you, no, 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 I got every, I mean, I was, I think just like, I was a real pushover. I felt like growing up, I was a real, like just follower. I felt like growing up, I felt like I was also, uh, just always trusting way too many people. And as soon as my wife was pregnant and my, you, you know, you're like, you have this all of a sudden, just major awakening. You're like, okay, I'm 25. And like I said, you didn't have any money at that time. My wife had a terrible job at that time. You're like, this is crazy. And you just gotta like, at that moment, you just wake up and you just man up. Like, I don't know, even know how to explain it. Like you just, uh, you either are just going to go cry in a hole and like not get anything done or you're just going to go like for me I went straight out to my studio and started painting like just started like it was just crazy my wife didn't see me for like that whole month because I was just out in the studio just painting out everything putting out motion and work and it work and work and like for me just that confidence and everything I do that's really where it all stems from was just them you know you know seeing my wife seeing my daughter and being able to like actually tell my daughter when she did get to an age and see like, you know, like, Oh, I want to do this in my life or I want to meet this person. All right, cool. Like write that down or let's plan on that. You know, it was like, there were years, you know, I idolized Lance Armstrong. I followed him. He was the reason I got into cycling. And if you would have told me when I was a junior, like a kid that you're going to sit down and kick it with him and, have a good, you know, kick it. Like you just would be like, no way would I meet him? Like, no way that's possible. And then next thing you know, I, you are, and you're kicking it and you're messaging and, uh, he's a cool, cool guy. But it was funny. Like my nephew, he was like, Oh man, I'd never, I'll never be able to meet Steph Curry. And me and my brother looked at him like, dude, do not say that. Cause you know, me and my brother had just come back from Aspen and we're just like, you have no idea what you can and can't do and what you can and can't manif- manifest. And like, that's really what I've learned from this last year is through meditation is like what you can manifest and how strong it is. It's crazy what I'll go into meditate and I'll manifest something and you'll come out of it and it, it just happens. It works. Like, and people will be like, Oh man, no, nah, that's just like, that's just what you think. But it's like, man, go meditate. I do it, you know, 30 minutes to an hour every day uh, since last April. And there's nothing, there's no advice I would give to someone else more than just to go meditate. And like I said, the confidence it builds in you, the just the vulnerability, the honesty, you know, you're more yourself all the time to everyone you meet because you just really don't care what people think of you. Like I had someone, (laughs) I had a friend I was riding with, the other day and he's like oh man like 
don't you like he's like i want to do that because i like i would just be nervous what someone would think and i was like man who cares like literally who cares like you know i know all those followers that you know those people that follow me they're real people but i don't like i barely know them like i might know a few people in real life but like honestly i live in the real life you know and it's like i don't try to please anybody on there you know it's like if they don't if someone doesn't like me on there they cannot like me and they can go unfollow me like i'm not trying to make people like me i'm just trying to be myself and uh, you know just spread love and just be good you know what i mean and it's like i'm not trying to do something i'm not trying to put on an act i'm not trying like it's a lot it's really funny a lot of people will be like they'll ask people like oh is tj really like that in person you know is or does he just talk about good vibes and being positive <laughs> and it's like dude people I, and at first i didn't get that i was like yeah i'm like that like people like people fake <laughs> that and then i met someone last year where i was like oh yeah you're one of those people that you know That's on social it. media they're super positive and good vibes and yeah you know and then you meet them in person and they're the like super negative and it's like i didn't know that ex really existed because mm. i was just like wait you're being that fake but uh like i said it just comes from i just try to be always myself because as I, as i do every day you just see more opportunities arise you just see more people gravitate towards you because that's our biggest issue in this life is we're trying to always be someone else. We're trying to look like someone else. We're trying to, you know, be fast or be good like someone else. You know what I mean? And it's like, why are we always trying to do that when we, we're just us? Like, yeah. we just be you. Like, when, you know, we spend our whole life trying to be someone else. If we were to just spend our whole life being ourselves, imagine what you could accomplish and the creativity that could be accomplished. You know, like, so many of our dreams are built up from, you know, our family's uh, ideology or our community's ideology. And it's like, wait, did you actually sit down with yourself and be like, all right, you know what? I might not get rich from this, but man, I'm going to wake up so happy every day and this is going to be the coolest job and I get to do what I love or like our community and our like society kind of teaches is like, all right, go to school, get in debt get a job, mm -hmm. get your boat, get the suburban house, <laughs> get it all, get it all, more money, more money, more mm -hmm. products. And it's like, chill, man, go walk outside, go meditate, go get your clothes dirty and just wear it again. Like reuse things. It's just crazy. Nice. TJ, um, this is so fun. It's so fun to hear uh, some life lessons here from, from TJ really enjoying this and also want to transition gears a little bit to um, uh, really cool announcement that came out that TJ will be joining us at the crusher. Nice. And um, TJ also coming off of uh, the, the inaugural first time Belgian waffle here in, in Utah. That was, that was really cool to see you there as well. Um, talk about some of the events, um, gravel events here in, in Utah. And, um, from, from our standpoint, it's fun to have you there, um, as a local legend and, um, 
He What's, can't be a legend, dude. He's only like 26. Are we really giving him legend status? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man. When Talk I was, about your when 2021 I, with us. When I was 24, I premeditated that when I turn 27, I want to be a legend. legend. And like people, people will say, oh, that's your ego speaking. <laughs> but that's just, no, that's me saying that when I was 24, I wanted to make sure that I had done something credible to my life. Like, and so that's me just always challenging myself that, okay, well, by the time I'm 27, I have to push and like, I'm not, I'm there. So I need to push. And I always just, and like I said, whether I'm 27 and I'm not a legend, I just, and that, that just helps you always set a goal for yourself to be the best at what mm. you're doing. You know, just always strive to be your best. Well, DJ, but, uh, may, maybe this, uh, case in point. Maybe you started wearing the flannel first on the gravel bike, and now everybody <laughs> is wearing the flannel, listening to the country music, and doing their posts according to following TJ. That that yeah. might be your claim to legend status. <laughs> and, and well, I mean, a thought of that is like we're always going to absorb who we follow or who we. I mean, that's how your personalities are built. That's who you, how you're built is absorbing what we like, and so yeah, you're always gonna pick that up so i do see that i mean that's the coolest thing about life is that you're always going to be right and you're always going to be wrong you know what i mean like you're that's you're gonna always be wrong and like if you can accept that and like you know when i say that you know i can say my opinion and i can say what i like but i can understand that the person who's listening they might not agree at all and i dig that you know and that's again, just realizing that there's two op there's always an opposite, you know, whether you might look at something and see it a certain way, that person next to you might see it a hundred percent different. And I like that. And I really enjoy that. So I like, if I say something and people don't agree with it or they like it and they want to apply maybe a part of it to their life or like, I totally agree with that because the people I looked up to, I took their best and applied it to what I like. And that's why I always, so I always try to always surround myself with older people, older pe people, like just because I, I believe they've gone through it. So they, you can learn a lot. You can learn a lot. Uh, but anyways, I don't want to get sidetracked off of my schedule. Uh, I'm super excited. So coming up here in like 10 days will be uh, actually one of Utah's great, like, oh yeah, nice little stage race with True Grit Epic. And that's, uh gonna be a gravel race uh the first day on the 11th on the 12th it's a mountain bike or it's another gravel race and then on the 13th it's a mountain bike race which is super famous here in saint george uh super cool event super excited to be doing that so i'll start off there and then um really not sure what be doing in april uh you know with covid and everything you really don't know what events are going on and so it's always been kind of like up in the air uh but for utah stuff yeah i'll be doing probably the salty stupid ride again mm -hmm. i really love that that's from eagle mountain to wendover nevada and if you don't know about that race go figure go learn about it because it's incredible um it was 220 miles uh, on beautiful pony express uh wow. you know uh trail that goes through the utah what utah's west desert and when you're out there in the middle of nowhere and seeing those wild horses, there's nothing better, you know, and then you just, it's super cool. And so that's a great, great event. Uh, I'll be doing that 
I'll be doing um, this great event called Rules of Three, which will be out in Bentonville, Arkansas. And that's a great gravel event. And then obviously the Crusher. Uh, it's probably my favorite event uh, just because Burke, I, Burke is one of my absolute, he's a brother to me, definitely an older brother. Uh, he just, he's the reason I got into gravel. I remember that year when I was in 2019, you know, that whole 2018 when I was training with him, he'd always be on a gravel bike mm. and he'd like, then finally when, after I did dirty Kansas, the next day I went out and rode with him and he showed me the beauty that Cedar really had to show mm. with its gravel riding. I was just locked in and I was like, Oh, I get it, man. I get why you do this. And, uh, so I'll be at the crusher for sure. I love that event. It's so beautiful up there. Those mountains are so incredible. And I mm. hope, to do yeah and then um hoping like probably leadville and then uh all the belgium awful events um so i think that there's one there's like the san diego one in may um one out of north carolina cedar city which was just phenomenal last mm -hmm. year it was so good with the course being planned to really showcase i think cedar city to its best ability you know and showcase kind of southern utah in in a course you know where you went out to parowan gap you're able to see the amazing petroglyphs then you're able to loop back through the desert then hit up uh some of those steep climbs that cedar but those beautiful red cliff dirt and stuff so uh it's such a good event but that's kind of it right now i was really bummed the epic ride events got canceled for this year and those are like the camping events and uh, <laughs> like the 24 hour events. And uh, I'm a big fan of those. I did that one last year, 24 hours of old Pueblo and it's a phenomenal event. Man, that's great. Chip, are you doing, are you in, are you doing any of those spents? Will you guys be together? Yeah. So I'll do, I'll do a uh, Belgian waffle again. Um, nice. I this last year I'll do crusher again. Um, I did a, in 19 and the virtual one this last year and then um um are you doing true grit yeah th those are the those are the two uh no i'll be in saint george the week before for okay. camp nice um but park city point to point is what i would like tj to come try that sounds break. awesome yeah i grew up uh was born and raised in lehigh and so i was you know my home roads were af canyon and doing all those mountain bike trails and uh i just uh i would love to you know come up and do it i need to yeah just reach out to the you know the promoter and put it all together yeah yeah for sure um tj a lot of the guys that listen and and people that listen to this podcast are just specifically on this team <laughs> like um it, as it as it grows one thing that we usually ask people that come on is i mean you've shared a ton of advice but I mean, what would you say to a, like a young rider, somebody getting into the sport, a novice, even just like, you know, a non-legend? Um, well, I mean, how do they benefit and enjoy cycling uh, in a way that, that not only whatever fitness, that's great, but, uh, you know, changes them, helps them be better? Uh, the best advice I ever got from a coach, well, it wasn't even advice. It was just a question. And that was – like why I was in Europe, I was in Belgium and just like, uh, not, it wasn't vibing. And, uh, my coach was like, why, why do you ride? 
and you're just like, man, he's stupid, like to, to win, like to race, to win. And like, you, you know, that's not why, like it, you don't ride your bike because you like to win. Like maybe the top, top guy, because he's winning all the time and that's his absolute then job. But most of the time you're losing 99% of the time. So you got to get used to that and you better have a really strong reason why you're going to go out there and suffer and know that you're probably going to lose. Because like when you go, like for instance, you plan on going in a break, you know, you're going to lose. You have a very, very (laughs) slim chance of winning, but that's, that's the risk. That's the romance. That's, and that's, again, you have to know why you're doing it deep down to keep going. And if, and that's like, if you don't have that, then you'll get to the sport and you'll get to the top and you'll probably be pretty disappointed if you don't have that, like mm-hmm. why you're riding. Because if you've gotten there, like I said, it's, you got to know, like, uh, do I really like doing this type of riding or this? And the thing is with social media nowadays and anything, you know, it's like anything is possible. And, uh, yeah, you just got to know what you're trying to do, you know, and that comes from, knowing who you are, knowing what you're trying to accomplish. And like, also, I don't expect a young kid to know, like mm. you could give a kid advice like this or, and they might pick up, a, you know, a little salt of it. And which is like, I would have, and any kid is always, and it's just like, honestly, it's just experience. They just, you gotta, you gotta get your head kicked in. Like you gotta, you gotta be suffering. You have to go through these things that make you in your mind, have to break or switch you know what i mean or like you can't you can't just like like i said you could give this advice but it's you can't stop someone from suffering or pain you know they have to do that to be able to have success and it's like honestly that's a big reason why we named our daughter nirvana was because that's what nirvana is it's this state of like paradise with good and bad and that's kind of this misconception i feel like we have with this thought of like heaven and hell it's like wait so if you were to get to heaven and nothing bad were to happen or you want to feel pain that would totally then remove all of happiness and all of beauty you know what i mean like all this goes away and so once you realize that you have to have suffering you have to feel pain you have to feel heartbreak you have like nothing is cherries every day or else that sucks like you have to have the bad to be able then to feel the good. And like, I'm never one to like say like, Oh, that doesn't exist. Like most people will be like, Oh no, 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 that's bad. It doesn't, it's like, does it's not real. It's like, it's like, no, uh, accept it. Accepts like, Oh man, you know what? I'm having a real hard day today. Like, you know, understand what you're doing or going through rather than like just going in it, you know, and just being like understanding, like when you're having a hard day or a bad day, oh, that's just me having a hard day. It's not who I am. I'm not a depressed person. It's me having maybe depressed thoughts that day. It's me, have you know, and it's like, well, then if you're having that, then share that, you know, or talk. And it's like, yeah, we're just not open like that. I love that, dude. That's great insight. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a lifelong journey, dude. That's not just, I mean, you'll never know. I mean, for me personally, I'll never know instantly at any moment why. Um, what a fun thing to always ask yourself, though. Not always be looking at, at why it's done. So And just and just realizing, too, like, I mean, you might be, f- like, feeling like you're on a good vibe with life, but then 
knowing like, okay, I wonder what's going to be the next struggle that's coming up. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I think about a lot because once you're thinking then in the future of like, okay, what can I like, you, you know, you're not, you're not caught up with the daily negative things. So then you're starting to, cause you're already living a good vibe. So then you're starting to think, well, okay, I'm already prepared now. So like, what then could distract me from this? And then if you're thinking, I mean, it's just like training on the bike, like, all right, if I'm prepared for, you know, let's say that were to happen or like, oh, that AC is going to go out in the summer, you know, or something like that. And it's like, you're prepared for something. You just start, I don't know, growing around it. And when something maybe that does happen, you're prepared for it. But I don't know. That's just thoughts in my head. <laughs> thoughts. TJ, as we, as we start to kind of wrap up, um, um, the, the podcast that you're hosting right now, the next stage is awesome. And it, and it touches on, um, you know, I, first of all, I love the, um, name of it based on, and we've learned about that here today, why you've called it the next stage and, and you're kind of living in that next stage and showcasing it. And man, you've brought a lot of great things to, um, for our, for our viewers and listeners here today. Very cool. Any, um, talk to it, talk to us a little bit more about who you seek to bring onto your, onto your podcast and, and what you're trying to, um, accomplish, uh, in, in the podcast. Yeah. For, uh, for the next stage, it's been awesome. It's just, for me, I view it as another creative outlet. Um, it allows me to learn how to be a better communicator in the sense of actually not communicating, but actually listening and try to then pull, mm. like guide them to where you maybe want to guide them. And it's pretty cool where you start then to learn. It's almost like this. I mean, people say it all the time, jokingly, but the art of conversation, it's a real thing. Learning to have a conversation and not just like small talk, but to actually jump in and to be able to discuss things i love that and i love you know having someone feel comfortable enough around me to feel open enough to be able to discuss whatever they want to discuss and i love being able to maybe talk to them about things that maybe no one else has maybe asked and for me it's all about you know it started with uh my good uh good friend tyler williams on there you know and it was great because me and him would grow and uh kind of help feel how 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 to do it and then you know i really enjoyed doing a lot of these like solo kind of missions on these other podcasts where i've called up a lot of like closer friends and had more conversations rather than you know like all right let's you know tyler will hit this point you know maybe oh did you do any research on this it was like nah i just felt like people you know a lot of the people i was interviewing people had, you could go to cycling news or whatever and pull up an article about them so why would I need them to say it again on my podcast? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me, one of the best examples was, you know, like with David Miller, when I did that podcast with him, uh, it, it just, it, I was able to get, we, me and him were able to get to a place that was so comfortable that, you know, he was, you know, just flooding out all the love for art and just like talking all about it, his love for art and his love for chapter three and how, what actually chapter three is and, you know, and a lot of people never actually ask that stuff. Like, it's so funny. A lot of people, 
just ask the normal questions like tell us about your past teams or and it's like that was the first time he told me that he had ever done a podcast where people had actually talked to him about art or something besides like his past cycling like I don't care about your like I care about your past like I know that made you now who you are but I care about who you are now you know what I mean like I'm not dealing with the David Miller then I'm dealing with the David Miller now or I'm dealing with who I am now so I don't care what was done then. I don't care who you were then. I care about who you are now. And like, for me, it's just about finding people with stories or, you know, one of the best ones I did was, I felt like was with the Israeli rider, uh, Guy Neve. And he's the first pro uh, Israeli uh, cyclist to do the Tour de France. He races for Israeli startup nation. And just hearing, I mean, just put that in your mind like the first Israeli rider to ever do the tour and just the pressure, you know, in this podcast, he opened up to me saying that his team really put a lot of pressure on him. Like you are not allowed to touch the front. You're not allowed to mm. go on any breakaways. You're not allowed to stress yourself in any way because we need you to finish the tour because mm. just an Israeli rider finishing is something that's never been done in their history. So imagine this guy, I, I mean, I was, it was, I still did it. And so just beyond blown away about, you know, the courage, the motivation, the, the, you know, the inspiration he must give to kids in his country, you know, and that's just like, you know, we look at Lance, but it's like, this guy is, I mean, he did something that his country never really saw happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool having these discussions and talking to people where, they can be themselves and open up to me. And it was funny, like when I told some people that I was going to interview Guy, you know, Guy Neve, uh, the Israeli writer, they're like, oh man, like you two are like nothing to like, you know? <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, like I know that nobody's like me. Like nobody, <laughs> like why do I need to be like someone to have a conversation with them? Like in matter, like, that's not actually how you, how you have a good conversation. Usually a good conversations with someone who's opposite. That way you can have a talking, you know, point. And for me, it's like, well, yeah, I don't want to like, I'm not there. I'm there to learn and there to learn from people. And like I said, the art of conversation to me is just sounds very appealing. Cause again, it's another art form. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'd love to, um, hopefully have you compare notes with what we've done today and probably give us an F on the way that we've just kidding. <laughs> no, man, never, never. I mean, yeah, it's again, everyone's art forms, their own art form. And like, it's so funny people will be thinking like, Oh man, this is like their podcast. Like they might be like, Oh man, my podcast isn't as good as this other guys. And it's like, well, yeah, you just started yeah. or you just are like, at least you did it. You know, that's the thing is like so many people who talk trash are the people who are sitting on their couch on their keyboard. Mm. They're not actually doing it. So <laughs> they can talk all the trash they want, but at least I took the time to sit down, do that hour, do that podcast, be vulnerable, be open to this art form and release it to the world. Again, that's super being vulnerable. And the way I like to do it is, like I said, be very raw with it. So it's, I don't edit a lot of it. I don't, you know, unless something needed to be edited, I never edit it. I never, I just want people to see that it's just a conversation. Like I'm not trying to, you know, do this. It's just, 
I just wanted to be a conversation with people and grow, you know, and for me, it's just another way to also learn, you know, learn from people that I look up to, learn from people that I admire or don't even know about. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Um, TJ, you're just the man, dude. I, uh, man, appreciate it. You guys are the man. Appreciate it for having me. <laughs> you, uh, a great example to not only cyclists, but you know, artists and men, uh, everybody that, that follows you, um, I would just encourage you to keep it up, dude. Just stick with it. I think the path you're on is uh, influencing people in the right direction. So mm -hmm. keep it up, man. Man, I really appreciate that. That's that's all. I mean, like I said, is if I if I'm if I know I, I know social media is not the greatest. You know, like I know we're all addicted to it. But if I can at least post something that makes someone feel good in some type of way, or makes someone, I don't know, do something good, then then it's worth it. You know what I mean? Or like that stuff's worth it. Uh, Cause yeah. So, I mean, you guys saying this nice stuff about me, it makes me feel super grateful, super humble. And like I said, it just, and you said it like, just stay your path, you know, and yeah. same advice to you guys, just stay your path. I stay like, that's the best thing anybody can do. The more you stay your path and you grow, then 15 years down the road, you're like, oh, wow, look what I've built. You know, most people go off the path so much that they've never built anything. Yep. Love that. Well, you got to know how many times we wake up and we <laughs> text each other good vibes and that's all you nice. do. Nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> right. that. That's yep. cool. Next time I, if you guys come, when you guys come down this weekend, I'll have to get you guys some bracelets. That'd be sweet. Let's do it. We'll hook so. up. Yeah, let's cool. link up. Let me know where you guys are staying, and I'll come say hi and, uh, yeah, get some bracelets to the crew. That'd be cool. I'd love Very it. Cool. Okay, TJ. Cool. Thanks so Appreciate much. Appreciate the dude. love, guys. Have yep. a good one. Thanks, TJ.